We don't normally do a trigger warning, but this week's film's pretty hard going. So if you're feeling a bit delicate, if you're feeling a little bit fragile, maybe give this one a miss. It was it was a pretty hard watch. If you're with us, you've been warned. I'm here. Blake, you in? Yeah, of course. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex. I am a big old movie grouch. And here with me to keep me in check is Blake. Hi. Oh, and he's fanboy. Sorry, I completely forgot what I was doing. It's fine. Then. It oh. doesn't matter. I think people know. Put a trigger warning on and I'm just like, oh, what's happening? What's Ooh. going on? Uh, if you haven't listened to us before, you're very welcome. This is the podcast where we take a movie that I'm as movie grouch. Hello. I've avoided watching for very stupid reasons. We have a watch of the film, we have a chat about the film, and we find out if my preconceived ideas are valid or just a big bag of old shite. Mm. Um, before we get stuck into this week's film, we have a little chat about what we've been watching because sometimes we watch some stuff separately. So, what have you been watching, Blake? So, I forgot to mention the mm-hmm. other week. So, I finished a new series of Steph Let's Flats. Yes, you did. Which was wonderfully funny like i could go to bed at night and i'd hear i'd hear the kettle go on so i knew you're making a little pot of tea i then heard the crisp bag rattle so i knew we had a packet of cravers and then about 10 minutes later there would be the sound of giggling <laughs> and i was like oh yeah stuff let's flats it's, is on <laughs> it's one it, yeah it's one of the best comedies ever for me because i probably laugh out loud in a former life i was former I, I, I was a massive fan of CSI. There's been a few offshoot. The one I liked and watched was set in Vegas. Yes. It's come back with like a new cast and stuff. Now, I don't know what's going on, but they've brought back a few of the stars from the previous show. So I don't know whether that's a set up a new CSI Vegas and then right. they're going to bin them off or they're actually bringing back some of the original characters. But so far, it's been quite enjoyable. It's like a limited 10 episodes as opposed to 22. It's been it's been really fun to delve back into into that. So that's it, really, apart from a few other bits and bobs. What about yourself? Well, we went to the pictures this week. Yes, we twice. We did. Twice? Twice. Oh, yeah, we did because we saw The Exorcist. We went to see The count? Exorcist. Sexist. Sexist. Now, how would that film work? The, uh, what are you going to see? We're going to go and see the sexist. What's that about? It's about a sexual being that gets possessed. A sexual being. They do a sexorcism. Sex. Yeah. Where they have to have sex with the person. I, I, this why? is getting no. weird. Let's not go down no, that route. This is not no. good. This is. We went to good. see. We went. We've been to cinema twice. Yes, but we did talk about. We talked about the exorcist last we went, weekend. Did we? Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. we had a forget that stuff. then. But we went to see June. Yeah, we did. June. June. <laughs> Dune. Dune. Or however you say it. June. It was very good, wasn't it? It was excellent. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I did have a little nap. <laughs> Just a little rest in the cinema. <laughs> My seats are so comfy. <laughs> so you get you in a warm, dark room under your coat. I know. No matter what, you're like, I'm off. Yeah, the problem was was that in order to get through the whole of the film, I needed to have a little disco nap to make sure. So. <laughs> disco nap, so, very good. Yeah, yeah. So I had a little twenty minutes shut eye, and then woke up and was fine for the rest yeah. of the film. 
But we do, like in spite of that, you kind of obviously lost a bit of the thread. But overall, you really liked it, didn't you? Yeah, it was. I was annoyed. I tried really hard yeah. to stay awake, and I was really annoyed that I fell asleep because I there were, I did miss a bit. Yeah. I, it wasn't. I don't think I missed anything that really that really ruined it. Yeah, no, um, it was fantastic. And we left. I think we we both left and sort of spoke about it from the car, and just we were amazed. I say amazed. We were really one of the things we sort of left talking about the most was how good Timothy Chalamet was in it. Yeah. Really good, wouldn't he? Yeah. Really good. But he's like a, he's a young person's actor. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, yeah, for sure. Everybody yeah. loves him, don't yeah. they? And I haven't seen him in... Did you, oh, did you hear the girls behind us when he was on screen? No. Oh, they just went, oh, he's so attractive. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was See, like, I was oh, like uh, Oscar Isaac, I think, for me. Was, oh, okay. Yeah. I think he's a really attractive guy. Anyway, he's great in Star Wars yeah, and yeah. great in this. And yeah. it was, yeah, it was like, what, was, what did we? It was like the best bits of... Star Wars Jedi with Game of Thrones yeah. with something else. Yeah, like technically it was like a mixture of yeah. few, a few things. It was really good. Yeah, it was um, great. And also like we we might forget that we're on the next episode but we're off again. Oh yeah. On cinema, to the cinema on Wednesday to see uh, last night. Is it one night or last night in Soho? I keep forgetting. Last Last night in Soho? One night in Soho. One night in Soho. Either way, the new the Edgar Wright movie. It's the Soho new, one. New Edgar Wright slash like horror chiller thing yeah Looks i'm really amazing. excited yeah i I'm love really i love, love edgar wright so mm. i'm hyped i've just been carrying on with gilmore girls i did watch a film yesterday uh what did you watch i watched the ghost and mrs muir i enjoyed it but it was one thing that's brought it for me what's that so it's a black and white film it's got gene tierney and rex harrison in and she plays a widow who moves to a cottage in a fictional english who played the ghost Rex Harrison, he's okay. a sea captain. Right. Uh, yeah, he, she moves into like um, the seaside cottage and the cottage is haunted by his ghost and then they start kind of develop feelings for each other and then she gets a real life suitor and all, it all comes together. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. The thing that annoyed me though was so the house, Gull Cottage, was fictional, didn't exist. Uh. And it was all shot on location in California. Yeah. Which is really annoying because I was thinking like, ooh, I could go to Gold Cottage. Like, it just made me happy to think that I might be able to buy Gold Cottage no, somewhere. Real, and it's not real. Uh, touch so, yeah. But awesome. yeah, I watched a film without any prompting and any... I feel quite pr- quite proud of myself. Get on. Yeah. Let's move on, shall mm, we? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, what did we watch this week? 2004's dead man's shoes yeah Whoa. by um shea meadows yes what a film have you got a synopsis please yeah i have set in a small bleak derbyshire town after seven years in the army richard returns to find out what happened to his beloved brother anthony who latched onto the local drugs cartel and became the butt of their cruelty due to his learning difficulties as richard begins to take revenge against the gang led by sonny the story of Anthony's life and fate unfolds through flashbacks and revelations. So, some scores. So, Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of 91%, critic score of 57%. What? Yep. IMDb is 7.6 out of 10. Um, and obviously, normally I would read some reviews that I found quite interesting or funny. Considering the tone of the film, there isn't any on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Um, it's just critic reviews, which are quite long and 
just critic yeah. critically they're not entertaining um so it'd also not be fair to take the piss out of this film in in that sense so i kind of get it makes sense oh what that those that there's, reviews, those aren't, reviews there. aren't there because yeah. people become quite cruel yeah for um, sure when it's faceless internet shit for sure what had stopped you from seeing this movie in the past I, d- I genuinely didn't know it existed until my friend adam came into work uh, and said oh i watched this film at the weekend with paddy considine in and he said he told me how it was about him exacting revenge on a gang that kind of tortured his his mentally uh, mentally disabled brother and he just said it was pretty hardcore mm-hmm. so that's when i knew about it okay and how long ago was that Oh, that was in the last year, I think. Right, okay, Last cool. year sometime, maybe. Okay, cool. So, knowing that, did you... And then, obviously, bringing up, did you have any preconceived ideas of the movie? I... Even though it's quite a new so revelation when, to you. When you said last week it's Shane Meadows, I, d- I think I just went like, oh, okay. And I didn't put two and two together until I thought about it later in the week. And I was like... I think you said something about like it being Shane Meadows. And I was like, oh... This is England, Shane Meadows. So at that point, I thought, I bet it's that film that Adam watched. I bet that's the film. And I thought, I'm not going to ask if it is. Because if I find out it is, I don't know whether I would have wanted to have watched it. Mm -hmm. And I might have just done a bit of a grouchy hissy fit and gone, Mm. I'm not watching this. From the beginning, I was like, I don't know if this is the film. And then when it sort of progressed, I was like, yep this is the film right okay yeah cool okay let's uh go through the opening third please the whole film is intercut with flashbacks and we've got richard who's played by paddy considine with his his brother um and they're walking the countryside and them covering the ground is is been to interspersed with images of them growing up together they settle in an abandoned farm and then head into town and we meet one of the characters, Herbie, who is doing a drug deal in like the local working man's club. It looks like Anthony knows who Herbie is. And when he sees Richard looking at him, Herbie says to Richard, the fuck are you looking at, mate? Yeah. And Richard reacts by sort of starting at him and going, you, you cunt, really aggressively, which seems quite over the top for, you know, in that moment. <laughs> And yeah, the whole thing's pretty full on. So Herbie flees the club. He's a little bit like, whoa, this guy's a bit crazy. And he goes to Sonny's office house, flat, I don't know. Looks it's good. like the office in a club, I think. Yeah, yeah it was it was bizarre. So Sonny's basically the head of the gang. The gang, the yeah. drug gang. And he's uh, Herbie's there to give him money and pick up drugs and all the rest of it. And he tells him about the encounter with Richard. And it, they're, they're all sort of laughing and saying, like, oh, he's really mental, you know, being the army, all a bit deranged kind of thing. And then Richard's actually followed, followed him to the back entrance of the club. And when Herbie comes back out, he just sort of says, like, oh, mate, I'm really sorry, really overreacted, you know, let, let's sort of shake hands. Let's, you know, everything's all right. And there is quite an edge to Richard. So he, I don't know, he looks like he's seen, like he could handle himself. And I, I think that's something perhaps I'm going to say all people that have seen military service. But mm. I think if you've been in some hardcore situations, you can come that sometimes comes across mm. people that are quite sort of haunted or they just sort of have like a darkness to them. And, and you uh, you get that a lot with Richard. So that's pretty much, I think, the first 
third. So yeah, it sets it sets the yeah, scene really well. Yeah, it's not a very long film, so no, it's not. It's and I think in, the story hangs together better when it's yeah. Cut up into um, ways. Cool. Anything you want to add? It's just Shane Meadows just does gritty, bleak storylines and films so well but yeah it, he just described it, it's so descriptive and so impactful just like everything that he he doesn't really shy away from including unpleasant stuff mm. and it adds to the realism i think mm. cool okay what, what was really nice as well is richard's ability to set up that false sense of security mm. so he's actually really aggressive and really intimidating to herbie in the club quite rightly we'll go on to find out mm. and then it's that sense of oh mate i don't know what was going on i was like really just just at a moment i'm really sorry yeah. like you know we're cool it's fine and that that's really interesting because that also comes into play later yeah. on particularly with herbie so yeah just it just set it up really well and obviously within that bit you've got like black and white shots of how mm -hmm. anthony meets the other guys mm -hmm. obviously richard's in the army so he's away from home and anthony's on his own coming across all sorts of people in the town let and plot development please okay so herbie meets up with his mates and they go on a session trying the drugs that they've got to sell from sunny so when herbie leaves for the evening he gets to the main door of the the like the flat complex and a figure is there in a gas mask and it is truly terrifying because he kind of points his finger and like beckons towards him herbie quite rightly freaks out and as he's running back upstairs to to get his mates to come out they sort of all run out and are like where are you where are you we'll have you and when they get back into the flat they find out that the trucks have been stolen the flat's been completely ransacked and some stuff's been like uh, spray painted on the wall yeah. which is pretty hilarious they go and see Sonny who's like the head of the gang and he finds out that the drugs have been stolen what's quite impressive is that Richard's broken into this is the first time that we meet Sonny and he's got a full face of makeup uh, yeah, he's so done him up like a clown yeah, yeah Richard's yeah. broken into that the flat and or his house and just put makeup on him which is really cool because you get a sense of how stealthy richard is yeah. that he really is flying under yeah, the radar, under the radar and, a and bit. even though they think they're really clever and really big yeah they're not getting anywhere near him yeah. we've got some clicking i don't know what that is about stop it when sonny finds out about richard they go and try and hunt him down and when they see him they're all crammed into uh the 2cv which is pretty hilarious because it's quite a quite a cute little car and they're all sort of uh squished in yeah it's quite funny. it's quite comical <laughs> it actually. is yeah that was quite a nice sort of comical because it's quite pure as well it wasn't like darkly funny it was the fact that these three four gangsters are just shoved yeah. into this, this tiny, tiny little comedic car, yeah. car so when they see richard walking they stop the car anthony's a little way off in the background and richard is not faced by sonny sonny's quite an intimidating character and richard's just not scared of him yeah at he's all. not give a fuck no he doesn't he's like which is whatever mate so everything ramps up a gear from here so one of the older club members is or gang members is killed um and he's taken out first with the words one down written in blood on the wall behind him and that happens in the like Sonny's office at the club. They're having like a card night playing cards and just sort of drinking and all the rest of it. And um yeah, it really sort of starts to to get going. So Richard starts to play with the remaining members of the club. So he spray paints the guy's hair and he's written knob on, on the back jacket. of the jacket with a target on, which 
which yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah. I think that kind of happened at the same time that Sonny had their makeup on. Yeah, I think so, that was done like in the same night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Because those two guys go back drunk. Yes. Don't they? Then we're at the club. Then the guy gets killed and we've got one down written on the on the wall in blood. Big Al. <laughs> Poor old Big Al. I do feel for him a little bit. Sonny decides that they're going to go to the farm and the plan is that somebody will lure Richard out of the building and Sonny will shoot him with a rifle. And poor big Al is chosen to be the one that knocks on the door and goes and tries and gets Richard outside. As that happens, big Al gets in the way of Richard just as Sonny's going to take aim. And Sonny shoots big Al and he is dead. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, he just shoots him in the back of the head from with the rifle. Yeah. yeah. And they're all like really visibly upset. So they, they get out and with the next thing we see is them at a petrol station. Mm. And I think the gearbox has gone or something's happened in the car. Yeah. The car. Tough freaks out and just runs off. The thing that I loved about that scene and an example of just Shane Meadows' attention to detail is the fact that there was like spit on his cheek from the crying or snot on his mm. cheek. And like it was just there the whole scene. Yeah, which yeah. Which is really... He doesn't fuck cool. around. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He really doesn't. So, well, we see Tough alive again. Who knows? Who knows what will happen? So the gang return home, back to Sonny's home, and expect Richard to be there. So they're all shaken and on edge, and they go looking around the house for Richard just to make sure he's not there. Mm-hmm. Richard is there, though, and puts a shit ton of drugs in the kettle, which is pretty funny. Because then the next thing you do, obviously when you know, you're know you like shaken and you're on edge, you come down and have a cup of tea. And then they're all off their tits. And Richard appears and exacts his revenge. So he shoots Sonny. He palm strikes Soz so hard that Soz is dead immediately. And he stabs Herbie <clears throat> again after going through this false sense of security and saying, like, yeah, you can live. Yeah, yeah you'll be all right. I'll let you go. Yeah, whilst um, tripping balls. Yeah, and we find out that Tuff is in the suitcase dead. So, so yeah, I think that's the middle third. It really kicks off. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add? So obviously, uh, I'm not going to go into... Obviously, we've got the flashbacks happening with what's happening to Anthony and the situation that he's found himself in. Anthony's fallen in with Sonny's gang and mm-hmm. they look like they're taking care of him. Um, yeah. But it's... Yeah, it kind of... It yeah. turns bad very quick. Yeah. And they they set up a girl to have sex with him, that he's smoking weed and taking all sorts of drugs. Yeah. And, and it's that he's made to be the butt of the joke. There's an episode with, with him and Sonny in the kitchen, which is quite disturbing where Sonny's violent towards him. Yeah. And it, it's that putting him in a difficult position that's kind of making him the butt of the joke. Yeah. But then actually, like, when he comes through, like, after he's had sex with a girl, everybody's like, hey, big man, you know, and all yeah. the rest of it. And it's, it's just... It's really horrible to see. Yeah, it's difficult. It's yeah. really difficult, and there were. But although they're they're really difficult, they're really important parts of the story because we see. Yeah, they all have a purpose. Yeah, yeah. So nothing's sort of gratuitous, no. as unpleasant no. as it no. is. No, it all it all belongs in the movie. Yeah, there's no, there's no fat in there. No, and it's all. It's all aimed at developing Richard's character. Mm. So we understand why Richard is doing what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. So you, it really helps develop Richard's motivation. Yeah. So yeah. For his revenge. Yeah. Cool. Uh, closing scenes, please. Richard tracks down the final member of the gang. He's a reformed character. He has a wife and kids. We find out that he's met the kids in the park and they come back and tell their mum, who's played by Joe Hartley, 
says, oh, yeah, this, this some soldier gave me a gas mask and a knife. Richard turns up at the house to speak to, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. I didn't write it down. I can't remember his name is it mark yeah mark so richard goes to to mark's house and mom is is really angry that he's given her sons the gas mask and the knife and it's a brilliant bit where he just goes he was blunt <laughs> like that yeah. made it okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. and he says oh just just let your husband know that i'll be in touch i'm richard i'm anthony's brother yeah. and then there's a really powerful scene where we find out what happened to anthony and yeah and then comes a sort of twist yeah. That um that Anthony was in Richard's head throughout the film. Yeah. And what I like about that, I know this isn't about my bit talking, but I do like that like how understated that is. Like yeah. normally a twist in a film it's like a big reveal. Yeah. Whereas like Shane Meadows just let he just lets this play out as something mm. that isn't a big reveal, but it is. It's very clever. Yeah. So Mark feels Mark tells his wife what happened and the the upshot is that Anthony's given more drugs taken to this abandoned oh, I look like a like a stately home it was like outbuilding it was a castle home, wasn't a castle. it he it looks like he's committed suicide but it's really been kind of orchestrated by the gang and we then see Richard track Mark down yep Obviously, his wife is vis- really has been distressed by by what we've heard, and she's made him sleep on the sofa, mm. which has kind of made Richard's job a little bit easier of uh, finding him in the getting in, in the, the house. house. Yep, and he's taken to the spot where Anthony died, and Richard forces Mark to kill him because he just wants to be with his brother. We realise obviously Anthony was dead, and we then just see Mark walk away, got sort of covered in with blood, blood on his yeah. hands. And that is the end of the film. Yeah. Anything to add? Yeah. That whole scene where he's talking to... And I really like Joe Hartley as an actor. I think she's fantastic. That whole scene where he's confessing to her... Uh, all the time. Like, I think at one point I said, what the hell would you do if somebody... Yeah, came, like, if I sat there and said, oh, this thing happened back before we met. Yeah. What would you have done? Yeah, I know. Pretty horrible stuff. And actually, it, it, it we'll talk about... Because there's some... This will, I'm sure this will crop up but actually the fact that he's covered in blood and he's kind of being left now to like in my head I'm just thinking well when are the police going to get him when when's this going to happen when that's when's that going to happen when yeah. is you're thinking about like well, what's he going to tell the police you know he's now got DNA all over that knife you know mm. is he going to get done for the murders of the other guys because mm. that's what I was thinking as well I was like well maybe he's going to frame him part but- of me thinks that is kind of like I did, that is what I feel is the plan. Yeah, because I think you sure. know that's so much. I, th- I think you can understand, perhaps, or not understand, but you know the emotions that are going to go through are going through Richard. Yeah, because of the death of his brother, and and you know that that feeling of being in a protective, you know, you're in the armed forces, so you are to kind of serve and I know serve and protects the American one, but but it is very much a protective role for the mm. country. Yeah. And he's not there to do that for his brother. Mm. That's, you know, that there's going to be serious mental ramifications there, I would have thought. So yeah, for sure. You know, to, to kind of be in that point where he just wanted to die and be with his brother, mm. I think it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. And then actually to see or to think about how that would impact on Mark, who has a family, who has boys and a life set up, and he's going to have to then explain to you know like his parents his work colleagues yeah what the hell has gone on and what he's been in had a part in is mm. really yeah it's pretty full on 
is pretty full on. The message is you're you're don't be a cunt. I think that's a very strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah message. no, but I think like when the person that knows it's wrong and doesn't say anything, yeah, is almost <laughs> worse. That's what I was thinking. And I think that's what he's trying to do by setting him up. And I don't know. I again, this is only the second third time I've seen this film. Um, it's like it's not super rewatchable because it's so no, it's so heavy. Yeah. Um, I probably last saw it like at least ten years ago. Um, and I do think that that is what the sort of end yeah. is. Is like he he has set him up to yeah. take the fall because he didn't do anything. Yeah. And he knows he should have. I was thinking about this for days after. I mean, I woke up to go for a wee the night that we watched it. Well, the, morning, the next morning. And it like popped into my head at four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, no, don't think about that film now. Because you're just not going to yeah, get yeah. back to sleep. Mm. But it stayed with me. It's something that I've thought about on and off for the last week. Yeah. Or, or since we've watched it, yeah, for yeah. sure. And again, like, what is it? Is it worse to feel that something's wrong and not speak up? Mm. Or is it worse to not know I, I, yeah, don't know I don't know did you have a favourite character not really I not a favourite character because like normally a favourite character I'm like yeah I really like that person They were, or like likability is, is strong I know that's really lame but likability is a strong thing for me obviously your loyalties and your you know you're on Richard's side yeah yeah but he um, is going around killing people. But he's also, yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. What are you looking at? Nothing. Did he just step out of the cupboard? I'm <laughs> kind of like a little bit frightened. <laughs> like you might just sort of be in the cupboard with the gas mask. Maybe, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Richard, Richard's the one that you want to get even and you want him to get the, the revenge and, and, and just kind of do the stuff that makes him feel at peace. Mm. But it's... I think there's also like a horrible feeling of like nobody's coming out of this in a better place. It is not going to end well. Yeah. Do you have a least favourite character? It's got to be Sunny, isn't it? I don't know. I. Uh, He's like the worst. I found the, the old guys. It. Yeah. The old. Problematic. Creepy. Particularly when you've got the flashback and they're all making Anthony sm- take a hit off the bong. Mm hmm. And then the girl's kind of sat there with the old guy and she's in a short skirt and he's sort of like slapping her legs. And mm-hmm. that that for me All was really, yeah. Yeah, I, I, Yeah, see, this is the thing is you could argue it is that actually probably the older guys didn't really have much to do with the rest of the film. Yeah. But then Sonny's like the main ringleader and then Toph and yeah. um, Soz are there. And, and Egg, it's just, yeah. It's just a horrible mentality, isn't it? Yeah. But it's it's portrayed so well. Did yeah. you have a favourite scene? Probably the first the first few scenes when you see Richard, because actually when he's with when he's with Anthony, he's they're they're just two brothers hanging out, and you know they're chatting about yeah. like when he was playing football and everybody was saying how good he is and wanted to shake your hand and you know like how we did well at sports day and and all the rest of it and like that. To see that kind of relationship is really quite nice. Yeah. And then also to kind of see him flip really quickly is also quite fun. Because you're mm. like, oh, okay, something yeah, bad's yeah. happened here and these guys have got it coming. Mm. I did like the bit in the gas mask when we first see him in the gas mask. Yeah, it's scary. Like, it's so terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I think that, that whole, that sort of set of scenes were set up really nicely. 
uh, but yeah, they had that gas mask mm. scene. I was just like, holy shit! Yeah, I would be terrified. Yeah, absolutely terrified. Least favorite scene? I think we know what the least favorite scenes were. Yeah, you don't I need don't to really want to go into them. it. Yeah, that's it's, fine. But it's the black and white portions when when you see the abuse that's yeah. happening to Anthony there. Cool. Scoring soundtrack really good. Lots of bands on here that I've never heard of. Aphex Twin did the music. Aphex Twin was the curator, yeah, for it. Laurent Garnier laid the oh, tunes yeah. on here, apparently. And um, DM and Gemini, Danger Mouse and Gemini, hip-hop. It's what they roll up in in the car and that tune's playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah really good. Yeah, you did good. get quite excited yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's a great album. It's, it's a lot great of... Album. It's very sort of country-inspired. Country-like, folk- indie, folky yeah. stuff. It's pretty cool. Stuff I'd never heard of. No. Like, even that, I mean, I've not looked into since. But, again, Shane Meadows probably had a say in yeah. in what was used. He knows, he knows what. what he's doing, yeah. doesn't he? Director of the work. So, Shane Meadows, I mean, probably most known for This Is England, mm-hmm. the film and the TV series is that followed on. Yeah. Possibly, like, his most famous work, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's it's what I think of. Yeah, exactly. Um, But he has done, he did uh, Once Upon a Time in the Midlands, A Room for Romeo Brass, which is also starring Paddy Considine. And uh, most recently, he did a short TV show on Channel 4 recently called The Virtues with um, Stephen Graham in the lead. Uh, Um, And it's about alcohol addiction. And it's really dark and really disturbing and difficult to watch, but it is very, very good. There's um, a theme and there. Just as a fan of Shea Meadows, like I say, it's weird to be a fan of someone's work who's so, is genuinely quite bleak. Even mm. This Is England, there is obviously great characters in it. Yeah. But it's not an easy life for any of those people in that show. Some really horrific stuff happens to mm. a lot of the characters. But I, he's so good at nothing's overacted, nothing is overshot. It's all. It's just, he's just got a really good eye for keeping things that feel very organic and natural. Yeah. Like it's not over, it's not like an over, he doesn't make over processed films or mm. it's just almost as if like you're in the room and it's very clever. Yeah, I really it's like kind of almost he, like fly on the wall, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because the, like the bit with the drug scene where they're all effing and jeffing at each other. Yeah, yeah. And chatting about Richard. That, but it's like mates hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's so, yeah, it's very honest. Yeah. He's a very honest filmmaker, I feel. Have you got a fact? Yeah, I have. I've got This is a really bonkers fact. You might know this. But, so I noticed in the cast... Into the mic. Yeah, all right. Not around it. <laughs> so I noticed there in the go. cast list that there were... Into the mic. Two... I'm speaking into the mic. You're speaking like that, see so the voice is getting sideways. Uh, so there's two cast credits... That both have the surname Considine. So and Paddy. I was like, well, no, there's Paddy, and then there's Craig Considine and Matt Considine. So there's three. Matthew, so there's three. So I was like, oh, I wonder if they're any relation. So it turns out that the two little boys at the end. Two little boys at the Richard end. That Richard gives the gas mask and the blunt knife to. Yeah. Are real life brothers and they're Paddy's nephews. Ah, awesome. Oh, that's it's cool. just kind of like that bit where he goes like yeah the knife's blunt it's fine uh, I'm just sort of like oh man that's cool <laughs> but again like Shane Meadows is known for just using people yeah. if he likes you and he thinks you can do the job you're in his film like the amount yeah. of people that aren't actors that have been in his stuff is, is apparently quite it's a really common place with him yeah. yeah actually should we just talk about Paddy just for a minute as an actor we don't talk about Paddy how yeah. good he is 
Yeah, I can't remember what I've seen him in. Talented dude. He's he's so again he makes some pretty gritty stuff. He made Tyrannosaur, didn't he? He made that. Yeah, he yeah. directed that. I but haven't seen it. But he it's... also I remember. So he was in a film. I can't remember who made the film, but he was in a film called The Journeyman because Paddy Considine's a huge boxing fan, and he made a film about a, a boxer who had a fight and the subsequent knock on from having the fight he got home from the fight and then had an aneurysm oh wow um and the film was about the journey back right, to sort okay. of some kind of recovery yeah and like funny story about it i was really excited about it because i knew i like was like oh i can't want to see this and i the the night that we chased i chased to watch it was when i was hanging out with my brother right and i don't think he knew what it was about and i just think it brought us both down into quite a miserable <laughs> miserable <laughs> place um but it's a great movie and it's really good Mm. really really good it's like div- again it's difficult it's not one that i'd watch again anytime no. soon but it's very good so this is what we were saying this morning is that there is i think we forget sometimes there seems to be a tendency for us to assume that we have to enjoy a film and it has to be a good yeah. watch and yeah make us feel happy and, and all the rest of it and this doesn't it's 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 revolting at times this yeah. film it's really it, it just showcases the worst of human nature yeah but actually it's a medium that can do that it it can ask those questions and make you think fuck what would i do if i was in that situation and i as much as i enjoy a nice happy film about a widow that meets a ghost and they live on a seaside cottage and everything's wonderful films like this they're important purpose yeah Yeah, yeah. and they need that you know it's it sparks it's like you know it films there to spark a whole host of emotions yeah i'm I'm not going to be re-watching this one anytime soon that's fine did you fall asleep no no you didn't <laughs> i didn't i like my eyes were open in horror the entire time were your prejudgments correct yes final thought do you remember when we watched eden lake yeah and it wasn't very good eden lake was on my mind when we watched this because i felt that if shane meadows made eden lake it would be a good horror. It would have been a fucking excellent film. Yeah. And I don't know why this film manages to do this better. Because it's Shane Meadows. Possibly. But it's a similar kind of thing. It's like a northern... Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's I set guess. in a northern sort of setting and it's it's people exacting their own their own justice Revenge, yeah. and law. Yeah, it's people exacting their own making up their own justice isn't it mm. i understand why richard dispatched sonny soz and herbie the way that yeah. he did yeah and the yeah the crew there's obviously parallels between things that happened with anthony mm-hmm. that that happened to them but it's i kind of wanted to see them suffer a bit more and i think if you're off your face you haven't got really a clue what's happening or they didn't because they've taken so much yeah exactly i yeah. And like I've heard like this whole sort of lulling people into a false sense of security. So I watched a documentary ages ago about Fred and Rosemary West. Nice, cheery. Yeah, it was very cheery. So it was uh, Val McDermott, the crime writer, had interviewed people that had kind of had dealings with Fred and Rosemary West. Mm. And they were talking to a nanny and, and that was kind of one of the methods that they would employ is to kind of make people feel safe and secure, like everything was okay. Yeah. And then like horrific stuff would happen it's a telling tactic that obviously richard has been through stuff Mm. and he knows what he's doing to try and kind of cause the most disorientation and discomfort within those those people that he can but i i think 
for me my only grumble i think would be that if they were sober i think it probably would have been a bit more terrifying, bit more terrifying. and i do feel that they should have been fucked about with for that right, just like with okay. the eden lake i didn't really think that there's one really horrifying yeah. bit and yeah, that's yeah. not yeah. happening to the twats that went there and asked for no. it okay cool but yeah that's that's that cool yeah I don't really know what to say. It's a, it's a great, like, I mean, it's a great film. Mm. It's not super rewatchable, but no. it, under any circumstance. But it is a film that everyone should see. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, go and watch it and just sort of, yeah. But then actually don't go and watch it because it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a really weird, it's got it a, a strange juxtaposition in that sense. That, yeah. like, it's a fantastic movie. It's really well made. I think as Brilliant a project, if you take the project as a whole, it's excellent. Yeah. It's, it's a masterclass yeah. in how to make a gritty, bleak, yeah. depressing story yeah. feel really real. Yeah. But in terms of a story, it's not a, it's fun, not a fun way to spend yeah. Yeah, it's an no, hour and a half. Yeah. No, that's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't need to see this for another 10 years. No. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. A score out of 10, please. I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I'll go eight as well. Cool. Anything else to add? No. Oh, we've got a new rating. Somebody left us a rating. I don't know who, but we've gone up a rating. So if that was you, thank you very much. It's very kind. Uh, If you're enjoying listening to us and you want to leave us a review, slide into... I was going to say slide into our DMs then, but that's not right. Slide into Apple Podcasts and leave us a that review. That sounds weird. Change slide in. Really? Yeah, it doesn't sound right. What, slide Just, into Apple Podcasts? Yeah, that sounds mental. Okay, well, you, if you're listening on and you're listening on the Apple po- Podcast platform or wherever you're listening, just leave us a review. And if you leave us a review, either Isley or Oswald will give you a shout out on the next episode. If you have a hilarious or embarrassing movie related story, you can slide into our DMs or our email and uh, let us know. So our email is moviegrouchfanboypod at outlook.com. And then we're now getting that really annoying crackle back again. We're having some technical problems, so uh, you'll have to bear with us. But Blake's, um, it's just me here now. So we're on Instagram at moviegrouch and fanboypod. And that's all words. Um, and we're on Facebook at moviegrouch ampersand fanboy. Uh, so you can check us out there. Come join the crew. So... Blake is still here. We haven't discussed what we're going to watch next. Uh, but if I ask him, he might just shout across and it might just get picked up. What are we watching next? Collateral. Oh, God. Tom Cruise, isn't it? And Jamie yeah, Foxx. But we need to pick a film after this heavy game, one that's like going to be a bit more light and you can take the piss out of. Okay. Okay. Well, my prediction is that you won't really like it. It's so. <laughs> always good. It's always good. So it's it yeah. just one podcast after a heavy so yeah so we're watching collateral if that didn't come through hopefully it did and that's it so uh we hope you've enjoyed this very heavy going episode but thank you for listening and we will catch you on the flippity flop so it's goodbye for me and oh, blake's doing a wave which as we all know doesn't translate well into into podcasting we'll catch you later bye